0: Love Talk Radio. are doing something active or passive, sit back into your own mind, your own internal experience of who you are. You can still continue to work on your computer, to clean up something, to drive your car, but sit back on the throne of your own internal mind and prepare yourself in whatever fashion that you do to listen to things that might actually change something inside you, shift something inside you so that you're better able to capture the you that you are And move forward in this world of self-discovery and self-expression. This is all about your ability to love yourself without becoming narcissistic, to love yourself without becoming neglectful of other individuals in your life, to love yourself without having to become aggrandized to the extent that you and only you are the center of the universe, to love yourself in a way that breeds the energy inside of you and also breeds the energy inside of those individuals that can resonate with who you are. Because, of course, not everybody can resonate with who you are. You can never please everybody. You can never satisfy everybody's desires. You can never make everybody happy. But you can breed the possibility that in your presence, others will feel authenticated or enriched or enlivened or they will feel fulfilled for the period of time that they're able to be in your presence so that they, too, can move on. This is a form of you being able to love them, by sharing who you are in your best with others so that they can move forward. But also in self-love is the ability to protect yourself. But why would you need to protect yourself? Because there are individuals and experiences out there that are abusive, traumatizing, or suck you empty like a vampire would, or to use you relentlessly as if you were a slave or a servant So there are aspects of self-love that are about you withholding and keeping to yourself. There are aspects of self-love that are about expressing and sharing and giving. So sit back in the throne of your mind and try to embrace everything that's associated with the healthiest form of self-love, which is also self-giving, which is also self-protective. I am Dr. Carol Francis. I'm a clinical psychologist. I have worked as a therapist for 35 years I've used hypnotherapy with many individuals alongside all forms of psychotherapy associated with deep, in-depth psychoanalysis, existential psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral work that is more along the lines of thoughts and actions, and gestalt work, and the list could go on and on and on. I love working with families and couples and parents and children to create the dynamic that's enlivening between two individuals or more so that everybody can be satisfied, giving, and receiving. So this is about you, self-love. I'm a psychologist. So I'm not a novice in this world of helping people do this. Now, just to let you know, if you decide you'd like to make a comment or you'd like to ask some questions, please do so on my Facebook, or you can contact me through email. So both of them are at Dr. Carol Francis Show, D-R-C-A-R-O-L-F-R-A-N-C-I-S-S-H-O-W. And the email is added with at gmail.com. And that is the Facebook or the Twitter is Dr. Carol Francis. Or if you'd like us set up a consultation, it's 310-543-1824. That's my business line for consultation uh, consultations only, not for comments. But I look forward to hearing your self-expression, your self-questions, your self quandaries and wonderings, as well as the self-discoveries you feel like you have made that you feel would be able to reach out to other people, to be able to love self and share the self with others. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to do is just have a moment of meditation. Why not? It begins with you being still and comfortable and inside yourself. So let's take a moment. Let's take exactly one minute and 11 seconds. And you can emotionally or pragmatically close your eyes in such a fashion as to be able to still your breathing, relax, and take nice, oxygenating, deep breaths. Such deep breaths you feel your expansion of your abdomen as it pulls the air deep into the lower part of your lungs and holds it still as you pull it into the middle part of your lungs, the upper part of your lungs, and even the sinus cavities of your head. As it holds your breath for just a count or two, and allow the air to exhale out. Slowly, completely, fully cleanse your lungs and your entire system so that it gets out the carbon dioxide unnecessary for you, and then start with a green plant beside you. Breathe in again deeply and fully, just as fully as before, and deal it with a sense of cleansing, a sense of a sense of fueling yourself and every cell in your body. And then hold for just a bit. And then breathe out. If you also recognize that you're cleansing yourself by getting rid of the toxins that yourself say that they no longer need or want to die. Many people want to know how to detoxify. Breathing is definitely a form of doing that. It is a technique of living that has been around for thousands and thousands of years, known consciously by various civilizations from Hawaii and the Kahuna tradition in the Hinduism and the yoga meditation traditions, et cetera, et cetera. So, join the world of understanding, deep breathing, deep cleansing, and deep exhaling. So, inhale and exhale. Now, you've continued to do that while I'm speaking, while the music was there behind us. And now, open your eyes and recognize that you are living in a world that is filled with both toxics, things that could poison you, make you feel weak and worthless, rejected. Things that can make you feel like you are nothing but someone to be used or abused. There's plenty of opportunities for you to walk into arenas where individuals will consume you and spit you out or make you feel like you're worthless. And those types of worlds are interesting to understand and sometimes vitally important to dissect. But on the other hand, recognize that the more time you spend, contemplating the various dimensions and activities associated to the abusing and abusing situations, you actually embed yourself even more into those circumstances. It's so hard to pull yourself out. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm using a PowerPoint that has three or four prongs in it, I'll put it in so deeply and firmly because it might a political shock otherwise. Perhaps the RV or the computer or some other high-powered Instrument is going like, to on that work if I don't push that plug in very easily.
1: And then to pull
0: those plugs in, those mini prongs out, is not such an easy task when it's been done so firmly. Well, that's very similar to what you need to do. You need to unplug yourself from what appear to be life sources or power sources, power tools, and you need to unplug yourself from them when they are toxic. Using and abusing. For you to continue to dwell in the sense that you want to retaliate before you unplug keeps you connected. For you to dwell in the place where you want to punish or hurt keeps you connected. For you to feel powerless in the presence like you have no recourse or escape keeps you plugged in. For you to feel like it is all that you deserve, that you need to be there to either pay for some sort of guilt or blame, Or to rescue them from their own misery because they need you so desperately. Those things keep you plugged in to the toxicities that human beings can give you, that circumstances can create around you. So the first thing you need to recognize is one, are you plugged into a situation that is definitely not a good power source for you? Two, recognize and know that yes, you can unplug yourself from those situations. And three, begin to strategize how you will unplug yourself so that there's the least amount of harm done to you or thought to individuals that are also innocently present or present because they've participated as well in an unhealthy circumstance. Step number two. You know, sometimes it's the easiest to take the steps of self-love that are the most practical, pragmatic the ones that are just right in front of you, that really take less thought than anything else. And the things that take less thought than anything else are the ones that society pretty much barrages us with. Society currently, because we're so trying to move away from a society of heaviness and gorging ourselves and being overweight, we're so much trying to lose the consciousness of being a society of illness. Now physical health is a premium. It's looked at well, positively. Like if you invest yourself in being physically healthy, people rarely look at you as if you're doing something wrong or selfish. So the very easiest thing for you to do, to begin the path of self-love, to get plenty of sleep, eat really healthy foods, even if you eat some healthy foods along with them, And then also exercise, even if it's just walking or stretching or doing isometrics or leg lifts or sit-ups or anything, at least for 20 minutes a day. Invigorate every cell in your body to feel more optimized and understand that as you begin the path of healthy choices for your body, you will begin to actually activate the chemicals in your system that will support your brain choosing emotionally healthy things as well. Okay, step number two. Now is also time for you to recognize that you need to unplug yourself from mental attitudes or thought patterns that you have adopted from others. Usually among them when you can't love yourself is that I am not worthy of being loved. I am worthy of being rejected and hated and despised and treated badly. I have done bad things, therefore I deserve this, or... There was never any worse in me anyway, so I don't really deserve those, those other things that people get that are in the haves. I'm definitely on the have-not part of society. These types of intellectual mindsets are something you definitely want to say, wait a minute, I am lying to myself. In fact, not only am I live, lying to myself, but I'm letting myself down with all the potential that exists inside of every human being to be better than you are in this very moment, to evolve yourself to the next level of personal excellence, whether it's learning something or acting in a definitely healthier fashion for yourself or for others, there's always a capacity to improve. I'm not one to say you're perfect as you are, but instead that you can move towards something that is your next best of evolve you. And so since every single one of us can embrace that mindset, you might say to yourself, okay, I know I should involve myself. What's my next step toward feeling like I am my better self? And what steps can I take in this moment? Okay, well, I hate to really kind of quote a, a a pop psychology or a pop resource, but I was quite taken by the current Star Trek movie that came out in 2013 the dark, was it the dark side or the dark, sorry, I can't remember, but when Kirk says, I don't know what I need to do or what I'm supposed to do in order to remedy the situation, but I do know what I can do, and that's what I'm going to do. So even though he doesn't real know for sure what he's going to do is going to save the day, he is going to act upon the one thing or the few things that he knows he can do that might just be part of the bigger picture of saving the day and he proceeds accordingly so you want to list for yourself those things you know you can do in the moment in order to increase your sense of being worth loving so now here's a kind of a trap people fall into and yet it's a trap that can also be beneficial if you do it consciously acts of kindness and random acts of kindness actually prove to improve to enhance the brain chemistry. So every time you watch yourself do something for the well being of another individual, you actually increase the happiness, hormones inside of you. It is a small act to be kind to another individual, to open their door, to 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 say hello, to wish them well, to pray for them, to give them a little something. You know, those are small acts and yet they're acts of kindness and random acts of kindness. And sometimes you can do them anonymously, and sometimes you do them with the people fully knowing. Now, here's the rub on this. The other side of this coin is when an individual, and perhaps you find yourself being so oriented to pleasing people, that you actually become only defined based on what you give people and if they like you or not or if they appreciate you or not. It becomes a trap when it is the only way that you can evolve yourself as well as evolve your relationships. It becomes a trap to give to other people if you feel like that's your only point of birth. It becomes a real trap when those other people expect it of you and begin to exploit you for knowing that you are a person that does random acts of kindness. It becomes a trap when another individual tells you that you're bad if you don't do those types of actions. And it becomes a trap if you tell yourself that you are bad if you don't do the tough actions. So please take my words, random acts of kindness and acts of kindness, with the intention of that this is to free you up to recognize that you can create good around you in your environment and for other people, and that in turn can create something good for you. It is a term that people who are depressed tend to do less acts of kindness because they feel powerless, they feel worthless, or their energies are low. And that you can actually change the chemistry of someone who's depressed by helping them do things that actually change the other person. Can you go feed the hungry? Can you participate in some sort of organization that is helpful to other people? Can you read for the blind? Can you help an individual with a wheelchair? You know, you can do so many different things where people actually need something and enhance something inside of yourself. Perhaps it's not the only thing you need to do, but it's one of the things that you can do to enhance yourself. Here's another. You've tuned into something like this program. And there are many programs that are available for you to be able to reflect on What would it mean for me in this very moment to act in a fashion that loves me in a healthy way? What in this moment is the healthiest expression of self-love? And am I to the point where I can also be in that healthy position uh, to share that self-love so that it enhances the well-being of another person? Or is this the moment where I'm in the presence of proximity and need to protect myself? And that, too, becomes an act of self-love. Here's something else you can do in the moment. Let me recap. First, take care of your physiology, your physical well-being. Simple act and unless of society doesn't become antagonistic towards you doing it. Secondly, random acts of kindness that are safe for you to do that don't put you into jeopardy or into complicated situations. Third, Now you need to kind of meditate. What's the difference between loving myself and becoming self-centered? What's the difference between me loving myself and becoming a narcissist who thinks that the entire world should revolve around me, that everything should be done with me in mind? that if a person isn't thinking about me in the moment, it means that I'm not loved and I need to pout about that or get highly upset about that. What's the difference between loving myself And being able to feel like I've somehow entered into the domain of abusers and users, I don't want to do that. I want to differentiate myself from the people that are so self-centered that they can't see anything else and they cause such damage and harm because they don't think they are responsible for their actions and how they might harm others. Okay? So here are some things I want you to contemplate. Consider that when you are truly in a state of self-love, that there's a probability that you are going to feel excited, happy, joyful, that you're going to feel more uplifted and outgoing, that you will have a glow in your face, your smile, your look, that you will have a sense of contentment in your being, not a sense that you're perfect, but a sense that you can be in a state of being. So you'll have somewhat of a sense of peacefulness in the moment. Another portion of self-love, a manifestation of it, is that you can look at yourself authentically but not make your foibles or your imperfections bigger than they are. That you can be honest with yourself and comfortably know where you need to improve and what things are fine and what things you're evolving. You can feel comfortable about a self-improvement process that you're taking but also allow the rest of the world to be functioning as well. Self-love does not mean that you are without awareness of other people. Another act of healthy self-love is that you find yourself in the moment of feeling very good inside of yourself, also being able to be generous with other people, not generous to a fault, and not generous wherein you can be used and abused or toxically taken advantage of, but rather in a situation where you can give of your energies, perhaps your time, perhaps your resources but you still feel like it replenishes you as well as it assists another person in a healthy process. And we can't really control how another person receives from us or if it actually turns them into wanting to be engorging or greedy about their taking. But we can be in charge of being able to give when it feels healthy to give. And we're not always going to be perfect in our discernment of that, but we're going to do our best. Okay, here's another manifestation of self-love. You take the time to grow yourself. You take the time to exercise, eat well, groom your body, feel comfortable, look pretty, look handsome, make sure that you're in the optimal of health for your for your age and your society. Being able to manage your money with, with a healthy attitude, both being generous to yourself and others and at the same time knowing how to save and take care of the essentials, the bills, the taxes, etc. of life. So you don't put yourself, you don't consciously put yourself into awkward situations that add to your stress. So, yet another, we lead down the path of what it means to be in a healthy self-love relationship is that you don't create stresses for yourself or the stress doesn't exist. You don't create self-hatred where there's no hatred that exists. Here's another avenue from the four, four, four agreements, a wonderful book to contemplate, one of which is don't take everybody else so personally. Most people live within kind of a self-oriented perspective. They are functioning and doing things towards you and toward themselves and toward the world around them. And it's oftentimes, I'd say 99% of the time, more about who they are and their struggles are than about who you are. Very few people are spending a lot of time thinking about you and how they can trip you up and make your life miserable. Most people are just trying to make themselves feel safe, feel comfortable, feel satisfied, feel okay, even if they do it awkwardly or in a pathological fashion. So if they've done something that is heinous or is upsetting or abusive, you do need to get away. The chances are it says more about them and what they're struggling with, what their history is, what their self-perspective is, than about yourself. In other words, unplug yourself from people who are going to try to make you feel bad Especially because it probably has less about you, less information in it about you than it is about their own complications. They're wired the way they're wired, and so why would you plug yourself into their electrical outlet when their wiring is skewed and abusive and usury and confused? Why? So unplug yourself and don't take it personally and don't take it in. So the idea of creating kind of a wall between you and those individuals that seem to be functioning in the moment or long-term in an unhealthy way is a wonderful self-protective gesture. And some people feel guilty when they unplug themselves from people who are in need, but really it's people who are in need that are in the process of toxically needing or toxically taking never actually take from you in a way that heals them. They never actually take from you in a way that makes them elevated and evolved. They never really take from you in a way that makes them feel grateful for your efforts and your sacrifice. So unplug yourself from giving to individuals that are taking, taking, taking without gratefulness or taking, 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 without a sense of appreciation or taking, 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 without a recognition that you are making a big uh, bona fide effort on their behalf and that they're the benefactors. If they're aware of how good and lucky they are to have you in their life, perhaps to give to them in a way that's healthy for you and them will work. But if they're not aware or they are aware, but they're using it and abusing you and sucking you empty and have no regard, to your own health and well-being, or they become jealous or envious when you go off to take care of yourself, then you know you're in a toxic situation. Remember, giving to someone that's narcissistic is not helping them. It's not healing them. They're only taking. And then they vomit it out somewhere else. They're only ingesting it to throw it up somewhere else. They're not injecting food for the wonderful taste that you have to offer or the wonderful cooking that you present them or the wonderful nutrition that's inherent in what you give them. But instead, they're taking it, just take it away from you so you don't have it, so they don't have to envy you or feel jealous. Or they're taking it away from you because they just want to consume consume and consume and consume and consume but never really use it to metabolize it to their own benefit, and when they're benefited, they give back. Now, that leads us to another realization. If you're giving to someone in a healthy way, they will give back to you and you will feel the exchange. And if they don't have an opportunity to give it back to you, they will pass it on, pass it forward to the next person as they are capable of doing. So if you give to someone and they smile back and you feel that radiance, that exchange, chances are that was an okay exchange. If you give to someone and they're neutral or disgruntled, Chances are they didn't soak it in in a way that was positive and leaving you emptier and emptier. Well, these things get very, very complicated. And a parent with a child makes it even more complicated. But that's another issue. Mothers, love yourself. Fathers, love yourself. And actually, the ease with which you can love yourself, in other words, feel that deep pull from goodness for yourself, where you're keeping yourself healthy and evolving yourself to be healthier, where you're keeping yourself feeling at peace without the stress and strain of giving too much, when you're keeping your resources so that you can take care of what you need to take care of, both inside yourself and your bills and your time and your sleep, when you are giving to yourself in a way to keep yourself healthy and then giving out of the excess, of what you have, then you know you're in a situation where your self-love breathes the energy and the resources to give to others. When you don't have the resources of giving inside yourself, then chances are you're connected into something that's taking away from you. Is it a mindset? Is it another person? Is it a situation? Chances are it's not actual self-love. So for a moment, what is self-indulgence? So I would not call self-indulgence self-love. I would not call hitting everybody else to fuel you up as self-love. I would not call you thinking yourself the center of everybody's attention that you deserve everybody to be self-sacrificing self-love. I would not call any of these situations where you take more than you need or when you take you don't really appreciate or utilize it in a positive way Don't call that self-love. And if you take and you're not able to give back, no, you're not taking out of self-love. So you'll catch yourself at those moments when you're using others, perhaps being abusive, or you shifted into a narcissistic moment. Those things are pathological and toxic. Know when you become the toxic taker in a situation. And be real clear that that's not self-love. To be able to feel the radiance, the freedom of who you are. To know that you're evolving yourself and being able to be honest with your perfections and imperfections. To know when you are able to discern when someone else is toxic and you can unplug with ease. these your self-love moments. To know when you can give. And you know what you can give, how you can give. To know, to know yourself. You now some people believe that knowing yourself is self-centeredness, but I say knowing yourself allows you to be able to use your resources so positively. Okay, for a moment, think about this. Do you at this moment know what's in your refrigerator or your food cabinet at home. And visualize it. Know what's there. Now say to yourself, I'm not going to have a friend over. What do I have in my refrigerator, my cupboard that's currently available that's edible that I can prepare now you know your resources. If you say to yourself, I haven't a clue what I have in my cupboard or my refrigerator. Hmm. I'm either going to go home and look or I'm going to go shopping. How much money do I have to buy food? What are your resources? Oh, I don't really have any money. But I'll use my credit card. Okay. The metaphor is this. As soon as you've crossed over from your resources into expanding and stretching yourself beyond your resources, like using the credit card of the universe. And you're probably not self-love and you're probably not giving out of the richness of your resources. If you are not aware of what foods or resources you have in your refrigerator, then you need just spend some time getting to know, go home, find out who you are and what your resources are. What is in you to give? What's in you to develop? What's in you there? Well, in light of these aspects of what's going on for you, I want you to take a moment, Maybe a lot of moments and move into a meditative state of mind. A peaceful state of mind. One that helps you for a moment take a deep breath. Say, Okay, I'm committed to self love. I really am. I'm committed to self love in the healthiest way I possibly can, and sometimes I'm confused. Now, take a deep breath and say to yourself, I think I'm going to move into as much clarity as I can get. So, what do I know? What do I know? Well, I like this about my body. I like this about my personality. I like this when I'm feeling this way. I like myself when I'm around this person or around that circumstance. I enjoy learning this and that and feeling the this and that blanks with something that's particular to you. Now, go to a moment in your life where you particularly felt connected to yourself. It could be something really hilariously funny where you just laughed and laughed and laughed and had that elevated moment of not having to worry about yourself or anybody else. It was just so much fun and laughter, maybe joy, maybe just hilariousness. There you go. Beautiful. Now, in the process of being able to feel this comfortable connection with yourself, now I want you to think of some time when you really felt Ooh, quite touched. It mattered that someone was doing something for you, and and it was really nice to receive it. And maybe felt a little uncomfortable, but mostly just felt so grateful. A moment of thankfulness. Oh wow, I was so needed that to have occurred. Whether you believe it was from God or a person or a moment or luck, you're just so grateful that occurred. And now you have your moment of hilarious humor. You have your moment of thankfulness. I want you to go to a moment when you really did do someone good. It really did matter to that person, that small gesture, that big gesture. You know that it made a difference in their life. And Oh, you're so glad you could do that. You're glad you had the knowing, the resources, the desire. You're glad you helped out. And you're really glad that it actually did end up helping the other person. And take a deep breath into knowing that that was your act of kindness in the moment, that that was your giving and your loving in the moment. It was healthy and worthwhile. Take a deep breath in. And now know a moment when you really exercised well, that you felt good and invigorated, you felt like you treated your body well, It was a nice sweat, a nice exhaustion, whether it was a hike or a moment in the gym or a nice swim in the pool or whatever it was. You know it was just a great way of taking good care of your muscles and your bone structure and all your cardiovascular system and all the organs inside. Take another deep breath in and blow it out. And this time I want you to think about one time when you opted to have some really good healthy food for yourself. You chose the healthier one and it was so gratifying. It felt good and clean and supported your cells and your development. It was great choosing that perfect food for yourself. Take a deep breath in blow it out now take a moment where you remember where you had a really good night's sleep you slept the whole night the bed felt comfortable you felt at peace it just felt good to have the whole night's sleep remember it i don't care how far back you have to go for any of these memories go back find the moment and there it is a moment of genuinely taking care of yourself a moment of joy gratification take a deep breath in and now as you blow out on what you to think about a time when you educated your brain, you expanded your intelligence and your capacity to understand. You truly informed yourself and became a more uh, understanding individual. Wiser perhaps because of added information. Definitely more skilled or capable and definitely just learned something that made your brain function at a higher level. You took care of your brain, your intelligence, your capacity. Take a deep breath in. As you blow it out, move on to the time when you did something that was really worthwhile in your work function. If you're a student, when you took something very worthwhile step in studying for something that was that had merit to it, and also that you were able to demonstrate that you had learned something on a test or a piece or a paper or project or quiz if you're working the time when you did something that worked it was really sterling well done job and you knew it was well done even if it wasn't recognized or noted it was just well done you hope satisfied at the end of the moment you recognize inside of yourself the capacity to function at an optimal level and you just feel good about yourself take a deep breath in and blow out And while you're blowing out, I want you to think about a time where you really did admit to yourself and you had blown it. You were to blame. You were just really egregious in what it was you did. You hurt another person or harmed a situation. You did something that was flat out wrong or unethical or immoral by your own standards. And you're honest. You regret it. Make a pact. Try to repair as much of it as you possibly can. Live up to it. Be onerous to it. Live up to it. Whether you admit it to the other person or not, because sometimes admitting such things is actually more harmful to the other person than helpful. Sometimes trying to get the guilt out of our own chest puts the burden on another person to deal with the horror of what it is you've done against them. So sharing it is not always the best, but sometimes making up for it in some fashion or form that you know will matter to the other individual. In fact, clean up your mess, but don't necessarily put the mess in someone else's lap. No, when you've made a mess, own up to it and then clean it up. But don't dump it on someone else. Take a deep breath in. After you've made your plans to be able to clean up a mess you've authentically admit, now look at yourself and say, you know what, I'm a combination of great, good, fair, evolving, not so evolving, and pretty rotten and nasty. I'm a combination, aren't I? I'm a collective. I'm all of this. now, What's the next step I know I can take? Even though I may not know all that I should do or all I would do or all I all needs to be done, what is the next step that I know that I can take, the next best step I can take to be a more evolved me, to be a me that I respect even more than I already do? And now notice in your last breath, what does it feel like to be self-respecting? This is Dr. Carol Francis. I hope you've enjoyed both the meditations and also the contemplations. Walk away feeling like you can love you, love others, and not cause more harm to you or anybody else. You can reach me at 310-543-1824 for a consultation. But I would love to hear comments from you at Dr. Carol Francis Show on Facebook, Dr. Carol Francis on Twitter, Francis at gmail.com. D-R-C-A-R-O-L-F-R-A-N-C-I-S-S-H-O-W. And then whatever ending comes thereafter. Take care. Be well. Be truthful. Be enriching. Enrich others. Take care.